everybody. Welcome to another edition of Just Talking on a Sunday evening. We're all here for another episode. This week, we're going to be talking with uh, Alfonso Leyes, and he is with Cornbread Incorporated. What a name. Yes. Uh, <laughs> cute play on words. We're going to talk to Alfonso in just a bit. I know that uh, I'm coming off a pretty big week, a pretty big weekend, as I was in Los Angeles last week, my wife and I went on vacation. I just want to play a little show and tell real quick. Um, here is uh, the wife and I on an airplane. <clears throat> we had three flights coming out and then uh, two flights coming back. And uh, for some reason, they stuck us through uh, San Francisco. But we uh, first night had a chance to meet up with Herschel at uh, uh, Pinocchio's for some Italian food. And he loves his Italian food. <clears throat> then um, the next day we went out for brunch with Christy Canyon, and that was a fun day. <clears throat> she gave us a ride back in her car, which um, it, it's a nice little car, but uh, it was like for me in the front seat, it was like a monkey fucking a football. It just was pretty tight, and uh, my wife had to lay in the back seat kind of diagonally because it was too, uh, too big for her, too small for her, too. <clears throat> that night we went out for um, pizza with Herschel again. He had to show off his um, uh, uh, Detroit-style pizza, and we had to go to a Vietnamese restaurant that made the Detroit-style pizza. It's kind of <laughs> funny, actually. <clears throat> uh, later that night we stopped by and met up with Rob Spallone. Uh, he's uh, more or less kind of the restaurant manager, you might say, at... Um, Monty's in Woodland Hills. I call him the uh, the P.T. Barnum of the restaurant business because he's got the, the world's tallest midget, the world's shortest giant. He's got everything. It's the best. And uh, <clears throat> he's he's pretty proud of it. I'm, I'm pretty proud of him for um, uh, managing that. And he, he runs a pretty tight ship. The next morning, I went out for brunch with uh, Naked John. Uh, here he is smiling. Uh, with his uh, uh, long jean silver t-shirt on. Uh, then uh, Sunday morning, we went out for brunch. That's uh, Charles and John. And then Chrissy says, well, why didn't you invite me? I said, oh, I wish I would have, you know, I, I don't know people's schedules. and I don't want to uh, <clears throat> be uh, intruding on their personal life. But anyway, we did have a good chit-chat there and, and a good breakfast. So uh, Charles hadn't driven a car in four years. He rented a car, and since he lives in San Francisco, just doesn't just doesn't drive. So uh, that was an adventure going back to the hotel, <clears throat> or motel, I should say. There's, uh, Charles came to the motel, and we sat around and kind of bullshitted for a while. And that night, I had a live Zoom show at Christie's Place. That was very nice. I'd been there before. I spent a couple days before it was also... Uh, great to get back and, and uh, see her and her dogs. <clears throat> she did some autographing for us. And that was a hustler from 1989. That's like history. She did, <laughs> she did, that would be when she was 23. Wow. Um, she also signed a baseball. <clears throat> she also signed some other pictures. Then we went out for pizza. And there's Eric Edwards there. Great guy. Charles drove, <clears throat> excuse me, Charles drove 
uh, to get Eric about an hour away, then took him back, then stayed overnight, then came back to L.A. the next day. So really appreciate Charles's help on getting him. Here's my wife and Christy. Herschel had to sign an autograph. He hates that picture. <laughs> uh, there he is saying hi to everybody. There is um, uh, Erica Ryko with a wardrobe malfunction. Oh. And there's Erica and uh, Christy. And there's the bunch of us there. And there's Charles. And there's the rest of us. My camera doesn't take the best pictures. It really highlights that light. And it's, it's just, I got to get a different one. It's something that gets smeared inside of it or something. I don't know. <laughs> On the way to the Hollywood sign is um, oh. uh, <clears throat> Georgina Spelvin. And it was nice to see Georgina Spelvin. She was uh, uh, in many, many movies, uh, The Devil and Miss Jones. Plus, in, uh, in another career, her mainstream, she was the hooker in uh, Police Academy. That was under the, under the podium. That's awesome. Uh, Christy out for brunch again. Uh, Debbie Revenge. I met up with Debbie Revenge from the 70s, and she signed a poster for us. Um, went out for hot dogs with Herschel at uh, the big hot dog place out there, <clears throat> Pink's Hot Dogs. He's waving goodbye to everybody, and then we're on our way home. So that was um, that was our thumbnail trip to Los Angeles. So we are with, uh, like I said, Alfonso Lays, and Alfonso was just showing me off a little bit of hardware. Why don't you show us that hardware again, man? <laughs> yes. Now, now, what do you get that for? This is for AVN favorite cam guys. So. I am the first independent uh, of other ethnicity to win it independently. So uh, I've just been blessed, you know, to win an ABN award and to have the people, fans, and not only the fans and the people that support me, but the whole system to see that I've really been dedicated to this industry and I've put in the work. So I've earned this. It wasn't just given; it was earned. <laughs> right, you've been you've been in the business for about eight years. Yes, sir. Oh, awesome! And and how did you how did you get your start? Take us back to day one when you decided, hey, I think I'm going to do this. Well, actually, it was uh, actually it was kind of a crazy story. Um, I met Pinky, uh, Pinky the porn star. You know, pink hair. You know, I met her um, at a fashion show. She was actually at a fashion show. I was still rocking runway at the time. And um, she introduced me to a producer. And me and this guy, we had a conversation. And uh, he lived in my area. And he said, you know, she, she, you know, she handed me off. She was like, hey, I think he'd be a good, you know, he'd be a good talent. She hands me off. And um, me and him sit down. We work out some stuff. We negotiate. And three weeks later, we have my first shoot. And then, you know, sky's the limit from there, you know? <laughs> awesome. And um, so you've been doing this about eight years. Where did you come up with uh, Pornbread Incorporated? Oh, man, Pornbread Incorporated. So Pornbread Incorporated, uh, it was actually a joke at first. It was a joke. Uh, 
I was at work and one of my employee, one of my, one of my coworkers had looked over my shoulder. I was literally editing. Now, listen, this is when I was editing on my Samsung phone before I got really good. And I had just figured out how power director works. And, um, you know, he was like, you know, what's going on over there? And I'm like, you know, he looks over my shoulder and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to move and, you know, I'm trying to put it away. And, um, we miss, we miss call. We miss, you know, we miss muster or whatever. So one day we're all sitting around and I'm eating and you know what I'm saying? He's asking me about money and all of this. And I'm like, Hey, listen, man, you know, the bread come with it. You know, it's all good. And he was like, yo, I got a nickname for you. I was like, what's my nickname? He was like, you going to laugh. I said, no, nah, it's cool. He said, they're going to call you poor bread from now on. I said, oh. <laughs> so for like the next two days, he's like, hey, yo, poor bread. I'm like, hey, man, we got to kill that. We at work. And then I thought about it. Porn bread. It's a play on words. We make money from porn. People call money bread. And what we do is porn. We were bred to do this. We have a sexual act. It's We're bred to do this. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to make it a company. So uh, 2019 is when I officially got the LLC uh, under Mr. Harris World Incorporated. And boom, now it's porn bread. I got everything locked in. Uh, E&I's, all of the things that I need for my company. I'm ready. Well, as as somebody who's had a, a a play on words with Jizz talking, I know where you're coming from. Yes. <laughs> now we have two beautiful ladies in our room that just poof showed up. We have Lily Craven and Corlin Jewel. Hey, Corlin. Hey, what's going on? How do these ladies fit into the whole puzzle here? Because we like Alfonso. Well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I had sex with them. <laughs> I'm on the waiting list. <laughs> well, hey, we're, we're going to work that out in time. We got time. We got time. It sounds like a doctor's office. Long time. <laughs> well, Alfonso, let's let's talk about um, where Lily fits in. Oh, okay. so um, me good. and this Lily, we've been we've been in contact with each other for about four years, almost five now. It's been about five. Am I right, Lily? Five. And we've been trying to work together. You know, she was new. I was new. You know, we were trying to find our footing still. And I think through our conversations and just our back and forth, we actually got a vibe that, you know, this was time. This was time. So the five-year layout <laughs> to work up to this was perfect. And I, to be honest with you, just the way she carries herself, her professionalism, you know, the charisma that she carries and just being an all out beautiful person. It was amazing to have the opportunity to work with her because it wasn't just about the sex. It was the vibe. It was the timing. All of this was a build up to a bigger, what I would say, uh, it's like a Marvel movie. You know how you have all the essential steps to get to phase five. This was the essential steps. We had to go through the roads and to get to the pinpoints to get to the final chapter in this chapter, the love saga and uh, BBC Craven is to me, one of my best works to this day. Excellent. Excellent. And Lily, uh, what, what, what's your version now? 
First, I don't know how to top that one. Thank you. <laughs> Such nice words. Um, we made a really good, we made a good movie. Uh, there's a lot of attention to detail. There's passion. There's chemistry. There's stuff that just seems to be that the followers want to see. They, they almost beg for it. And we brought it. We did this in New Jersey at Exotica. And I love the way it turned out. Um, Alfonso did the editing. He also did the music, which is incredible. Um, full songs, singing everything. Um, it's so good. It's just a really good ser- video that we put together that awesome. accompanies the series he has. Sure. Yes. Al- Alfonso, let's, let's go back in time. Um, uh, there have been some awesome uh, uh, black porn stars back coming from Johnny Keys and Billy D, Mr. Marcus, Shawn Michaels. Have you followed any of their careers as well? Honestly, um, I was following Mandingo's career oh, and okay. uh, Prince Yashua's career. Uh, I followed them and I followed Wesley because Wesley was like really heavy into West Coast Productions. And um, the young man who made Rhymes and Dimes, that DVD, I followed their careers. I mean, there's a lot like Lex, you know, Rico. You know, all of these guys, I followed their careers watching the essential moves they make. Even Mo the Monster, I followed their careers to see what the essential parts was. You know, from having conversations with Jovan Jordan to actually talking to Mr. Marcus to actually meeting Mo the Monster and having these conversations. And Nat Turner and all of the, all of the gentlemen who were before me, um, even watching Shawn Michaels. You know, having class, it's not always about just rush. It's about class. And I think that was one of the things that pushed me to be more on the gentleman, more. Gotta, you got to have that. Mm, you got to have that swagger. I mean, nowadays, you know, everybody's wearing jogging pants and T-shirts. And I look different because I wear company stuff. But I wear my company stuff because the one thing that these gentlemen expressed to me was, if you are a brand, you represent your brand no matter where you are every day, all day, because you are the market, you are the brand, you are the representative of your company. Be what you are. And you market yourself 100%. Because if you don't market yourself, no one else is going to market you the way you're going to market yourself. Excellent. Yeah. Richard Pacheco's with us. And Richard Mandingo's got a dick so big it's got two zip codes. Did you know that? <laughs> No, I hadn't heard that. <laughs> With a name like that, one would expect something like that. Uh, it's great to have you in. Uh, Richard, any questions for uh, Alfonso? Hello. Just hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm an old man. I was active in the 70s. You mm-hmm. weren't even born yet. And then again in the 80s. And uh, I tune into Patrick's show to see what the future is. And uh, you clearly got a foot in it. So well, I, uh... you, and uh, I'm, I'm learning about how you're doing it. Well, I I appreciate that. Um, I've followed the gentleman before me, and I've done the essential steps to produce quality because that's what we've been missing in the new millennia of things and in the new way of transitioning from studio productions to now having OnlyFans and people just strictly producing on their phones. I've always felt like quality was better than quantity. I can argue with you there. Yeah. 
Now you had you and and uh, Lily filmed season one. It was six episodes. And yes, it's actually because we're we're so me and Miss Lily Craven were having the conversation. I have five different uh, females in. Well, it's four now. It's four different women in this actual series that continues all the way to Miss Craven because Miss Craven is not only the home wife; she is the wife. She is the she is what brings the passion out of me to end season one to push us to the Blue Ranger movie. <laughs> I'm the bottom bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and and the and the cosplay, the ranger, the ranger character you play, I watched a little bit of that, and that was just that was hilarious. It was passionate, but it was funny and 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 you bring that you bring that in too. And that's you gotta have some of that. Well, I, I think if you're gonna push the limit and you're gonna do it right, you gotta wear the costume. There's you can't escape it. If you're going to say that you're the cosplay ranger dick slanger, you better be slanging dick in the actual costume. You have to do that. <laughs> and Corlin, you get the dick slung to you with uh, the Power Ranger character? I'm on the waiting list. <laughs> <laughs> I was on it for a long time. <laughs> uh, now, Alphonse, are you, are you, you said you went to uh, New Jersey. Go ahead, Billy. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say he might be a different colored ranger by then. <laughs> well, actually, um, the series, I'm going to, so the movie, once the movie completes, that's Universe One, and then I am going into Dick Munger. Ooh. <laughs> so um, the, the character, the villain from the Marvel movie uh, Black Panther was Killmonger. So I'm going to transition him. Because I, I, you know, I have all respect to Chadwick Boseman and what they did with Black Panther. So they killed the villain. I can use him because he's the villain. He died. So I'm going to do the villain, but I'm going to be bringing it hard. Like that, that's the plan. You know, he was very aggressive in the movie. So I'm going to follow through on what that chapter is. But it's going to be on my own accord. Sure. likes that. <laughs> and, and so... You were at the New Jersey Exotica. Have you been to any others, Exoticas? Yes. I mean, I've been going to Exotica since, like, man, I've been going to Exotica since 15. Didn't, why, were you in Chicago this year? Yes. No, 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 I, I wasn't in Chicago. So the only one that I went to this year until D.C. comes up was um, I went to New Jersey. I was not able to go to Miami, which Miss Craven told me was, you know, a good thing because I had had a sinus <laughs> infection. I was around the wrong type of pets, and then the seasons were slowly changing here where I live, and I got hit with the bug. At first, we thought it was uh, corona. We thought it was corona, but when I was at the doctor's office, and, you know, we did all of the checks and the balances, and he was like, look, I know you want to go to Miami, because he knows what I do. My doctor, I would never hide anything from him. I told him. He said, I know you want to go. Stay at home. He said, because if you catch corona while you have this sinus infection, you're probably going to be on the ventilator for about six months. <laughs> well, smart guy to give you that medical advice, that's for sure. Um, yeah. Now, and does, your doctor, does your doctor know about your cosplay ranger guy? Oh, no, I haven't explained. I haven't, I haven't told him about the cosplay ranger yet. <laughs> <laughs> Got to wear the costume. <laughs> Got to wear the costume. The costume. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Now, Corlin, where do you fit in all of this? Because by the, you're just on the waiting list, but... <laughs> Um, no, I had them as guests on my uh, podcast on um, 
What night was that? You guys, Friday night? Friday night, Friday night, yeah, Friday night. yeah, and um, I've, you know, I'm always about, you know, helping or, you know, supporting performers in our industry that are trying to make a change for the better for the industry. And I think that Alfonso does just that. I know Lily does that. Lily and I are very good friends. We've developed a friendship ever since we met in Chicago. Um, and Alfonso, I think that he's bringing to the industry what we need. And, um, you know, we need more people that are willing to speak up and speak out. And, you know, uh, sometimes controversial, but that's what I like about him. I like that you're a lot like me and we'll take it on. And, um so I'm here to support him. Yay. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, let's, let's go to Cartrell and uh, unmute Cartrell here and see if Cartrell has a question for Alfonso. Go ahead, Cartrell. Yeah. What advice do you have for, you know, young black men who are trying to get into the industry for the first time? Um, that's a good question. So my advice would be seek consultation first. Always seek consultation because knowledge is always power when it comes to an industry that is very, very, very financial because it's expensive to do what we do because you really do have to travel. You have to go get tested and testing is not cheap. It's like $300 and you have to be part of a database. If you're not part of that database, you can step into the doors and say, oh, I come this way and they'll say, no, you need to be part of the database because recognition destroys all conversation as long as the recognition is there and you're in that database you can move along and build your reputation as long as you do the following steps by staying tested all the time staying politically correct don't get into controversy unless it's controversy that helps you compared to hurting you always be ready to look for the next opportunity but know that the next opportunity has to be an opportunity that brings quality compared to just rushing and doing anything. Nice. Well said. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Um, Alfonso, what did you do before you got into the industry? <clears throat> um, I was a military guy. Woo! Nice. 11 years as a, 11 years as a uh, bosun mate. And for all of the people that are not in the Navy and don't know what bosun mates are, we're pretty much the whole Swiss Army knife of the, uh, of the Navy. We do everything. There's nothing we can't or will not do because we have to because we got to be safe. We got to bring you guys home and we got to get you guys out and we got to take you guys out. And if it comes to war, we got to drive the boats and we got to man the guns. So then you were seaman. I was a seaman. Yes. 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 Go to your room. I was uh, I was a uh, BMC. I was I was a, a bosun mate seaman, um, and then uh, I made third class. So I went from bosun mate seaman to BM three, and then I made BM two. Ah, okay. And, and Richard, when I was in LA last week, I talked to John Seaman. Oh, oh. yes, he did. <clears throat> anyway, he was having some some medical issues or something. Anyway, I, I couldn't couldn't meet up with him, and of course, I waited way too long to organize anything like that. My wife. My, when when I was in LA Monday, um, we had uh, she kind of did her thing and I kind of did my thing and I ended up at uh, uh, Georgina Spelvin's house and wow. uh, I ended up at um, uh, Debbie Revenge's house <clears throat> and uh, anyway had a had a good day there so I, I kind of went over my trip 
trip pictures already, so I won't uh, I won't belabor the point there. But okay. Uh, anyway, uh, both Lily and and Corlin have have shows out. And Corlin, how is your podcast going? It's good. We're up on my one year anniversary. I think right about now. So um, tomorrow's Monday. Tomorrow releases Erica Lauren, followed by Luke Wilder and Alexandra Silk for the following week. And then my interview with these two, with Lily and um, Alfonso. Nice. Um, if, if I ever have a stressful day where it's just so stressful and, and you're just fed up, uh, a call to Luke Wilder will just relax. They're amazing. <laughs> Luke and Alexandra are some of the most amazing people I've met in the industry. Yeah, they're just good friends of mine. They're just so nice. Uh, Lily, how are you? And you, Howie, baby. Thank you, my dear. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, Lily, how's your podcast going? Oh, it is taking off. Um, just in the last two weeks, I went independent, so I'm on Spotify. It's called Phone Sex with Lily Show. I'm on Spotify and Anchor, and then I just joined the same station that Corlin's on, so that is Skyhawk After Dark TV.com. I am on. I'm going to be on that one we're loading the content <laughs> and um i got another offer i can't say anything about today so i'm really excited um but it's just taken off a lot of people are catching on to it it's a lot of fun i have bruce friedman tomorrow so nice now alfonso will you next week we're going to be having for our folks uh who are watching the replay on this uh, for Jizz Talking. Next week is our Washington, D.C. preview show. So maybe I'll have a couple of you back next week and we'll yes. talk about what's going on. Now, Alfonso, will you be in, in D.C. next week? Uh, I will be in D.C. So D.C. is going to be really funny for me. I'm going to be there on the night of the second because I'll get there early, you know, just to meet and mingle with people oh, before yes. the actual event. And then I'm going to be there the morning. I'm going to be there the daytime of the third. And then I got to catch a flight right to Atlanta. I can't even stay for the whole event because uh, I got booked for a show called Moss Fest. And as a performer, I have, I got to move around. I can't, you know, porn is, porn is, you know, my home base. But it's also one of those things where I have other entities that I am part of that I have to be there for. So I'll be there for the first day. And then it's hop a flight get to Atlanta and get back on stage and get to work. Now, if you slide your chair back, what are we going to look at if we see what those pictures are behind you? So if I slide my chair back a little bit, the Crown Royal bag and my travel bag, my little small travel bag of like all my, you know, my cleaning stuff, uh, all of my disc and glasses and all that other stuff. And then right here is the poster of all of the fashion magazine covers that I have. I've been on 42 different covers of 42 different fashion magazines nationwide. Wow. Nice. Uh, so that, um, I guess when I, I didn't want to know if you were working at a hardware store before you started porn, but you, you were a runway model and you were established that as well too. Yes. Talk, let's talk about that a little bit. Go ahead and tell us how you got into that and, and how that all worked out. So, Runway modeling came naturally. I was doing it in high school. Uh, I mean, so the 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 entertainment industries have always been, you know, combined to me some way, somehow. They've always been attached to me since, you know, middle school. So while I was here and I had just got out the Navy, I met a young lady. 
Her name was uh, Miss Pinkston. And she said, you should model. And I said, really? And she said, look, I just came from watching you perform on stage as an artist. You should model. Um, my first show was uh, Fashion on the Hudson. And once I did Fashion on the Hudson, I met uh, Mr. Carlisle. Mr. Carlisle's an amazing coach. He taught me the runway game. He taught me everything I needed to know. And the one thing that he said to me is, you're not conventional. And I didn't know what he meant at the time. And I said, what do you mean conventional? He says, you're only 5'9". Most models are 6 feet 5'11". He said, but the one thing about you is you're dynamic. You have more than one thing with you. So that's what you express. You have a different style of walk. You have a different demeanor. You're more of a classic man. And that's your pinpoint. That's what you use. And from there, him coaching me and teaching me how to walk, I've walked in Italy, Milan, Siganella, France, Germany, Australia. I've been pretty much all over the United, the, all over the United States and internationally walking in different shows. And it, it's been a blessing. Uh, my last recent show was in um, New York. And my next show, my next big show it's going to be Winter Wonderland, December 12th. It's going to be in Richmond, Virginia. And I am going to be the lead male model walking for the show. Wow. Nice. That's incredible. That's just, that's just fantastic. Yeah. And I'll be performing in the intermission. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, juggle or what, what, what performance? Oh, no, uh, music. I'm a music oh, artist. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe you're a juggler. <laughs> no idea so okay yeah and and the, the music part of it has folded in well with like lily said was with this 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 movie you did the series you did yes season it ties it together so well that's yeah, and, really good <laughs> and i even so what i did is i detail very very strongly and i'm giving away a trade secret i shouldn't um the pop shots are always slow motion the first one is always slow motion and then it transitions back to the regular motion of the actual pop shot. Because what the fans don't see, they don't recognize, is how hard it is for us to actually do what we do and be able to complete and finish scenes properly. Because a lot of times it's trick camera work. But with me, I have to show that this is where my professionalism sticks out compared to other people. That used to be a trend for a while. <clears throat> in um in the 80s i know that um in the movie i dream of christy uh, she had a scene with uh, her and peter north and of course peter north has been known for massive massive yes uh, ejaculations and uh they did that one in slow motion and wow that went on like for a half hour because <laughs> he just didn't stop they call him beer can it's like opening up a can of beer and, uh, just goes lily out. our favorite yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Lily, Lily and I are not. I mean, we're not come drinkers. Oh. No. Me but I took it like you're neither. That's good. Control. Everybody's gonna be somebody. But. I thought I was the only one. That's why we're best friends now. <laughs> like, I tell you a story out of history books. I was in a movie for David Fraser and Svetlana. They were famous in the 70s. They like to introduce young women. So I'm working in a scene with a new young woman. And for the pop shot, they want me to pull out of her and they put a glass plate in front of the camera. And they want me to come into the glass plate, 
so that everybody in the audience will see the cum shooting at them. Yeah. And I thought that was the worst idea I ever heard. Because <laughs> if I was in the audience, I would not want to see cum coming at me. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. And from the peanut gallery off camera, a voice goes, I'll do it. And it was Ron Jeremy, who was just beginning. Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> when you see this movie, when it's time for my orgasm, I just actually came inside the woman, which was my first choice. And then I walked away, and then he got himself ready to come. And really? my dick, which is about five and a half inches, <laughs> all of a sudden, <laughs> you see the change. You don't see Juan's head. You don't see Juan, but you see my dick turn into this, and it, it comes and shoots out in the audience. Oh, my gosh. That's how I met Ron. <laughs> that's classic. That's amazing. That's, that's classic. Yeah. That's a story to tell. <laughs> Bad Girls won the original. Which which yeah. one was it, uh, Richard? What? The original Bad Bad Girls. Oh, bad okay. girls. <laughs> I talked the whole time with a British accent. I like my partner very much. Ooh, that's sexy. Yeah, yeah I like it. it. Do it again. Do it again. Yeah. Well, for you, I'll do it all night. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> wow, uh, Who all who all was in that movie besides you and Ron? Three nobody women who all. Uh, Oh, God, the names are so long ago. I, I, I can't have to read my own book to tell you. Um, Herschel and, and Ron were in both in bad. They had a part. To, the two of them were buddies in that movie. They were in it. Herschel Savage and, uh, and Ron Jeremy and myself. All the guys were vets and all the girls were newcomers. Ah. All right. Well, uh, Corlin, you're going to be in uh, Washington, D.C. in a couple weeks. Yes. And you're going to have your... Uh, I saw you put together like a little Christmas gift package for the ladies. Yeah, I'm going to do a couple different things this time. I'm actually doing a kissing booth. So it says step right up, and I'm kind of doing more of like a carnival theme at my booth this time and checking and seeing how that works for me. So yeah. I'll have my books, and I'll have my lube, and I'll do my autographs and stuff. But now I'm doing like a step right up, $10 donation, come and kiss Coral and Jewel. i got a kiss a porn star shirt, and I've got a little kiss a porn star button that says I kissed Coral and Jewel. Oh, gosh, I got to go. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun one. I've got, the only thing I'm trying to figure out right now is my kissing booth arrived in the mail, and it's, like, enormous, so I'm reevaluating. My kids are helping me tonight. We're going to figure out how to fit all that and finagle it. Wow. <laughs> you always take the extravagant shit. Hell, I just show up with an old suitcase. and. Yeah, no, I like to be different. Got to do something yeah. different, so... Very with a lot of stuff, don't we? <laughs> I know. I got off the airplane in uh, Jersey, and um, we I got down to Lily, got my bags, yes. and I said to Lily, I'm yes. going to steal a cart. Remember, I went to go find us a cart. <laughs> and then the Uber driver came, and we had just like a little, one of the smaller cars, and he looked at us, and I go, we'll make it work. Don't worry about it. And we got everything in there. <laughs> All of hers online. <laughs> oh, wow. And uh, Lily, you're going to be in D.C. as well? I am not. I am. The, the the buck has ran out as far <laughs> as me affording to go um, this time. Uh, also, there's Christmas coming up, so I do have little. You know, that, little that's the thing is is um is I I just don't know how well, and we'll talk more about this next week. But you know, I just don't know how well I think it's too close to Christmas because you do have some people who are going to say, well. Uh, you know, do the kids need a package or do I need to go kiss Coral and Jewel? And I would go kiss Coral and Jewel, but I don't have kids. 
but uh, some asshole probably needs to feed his kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I'm and, that asshole, so <laughs> my my family will be coming home from school, and they will be here with me for the month. So yes, I'm going to be at home. I think uh, I think personally, you know, I think the timing, I think the timing, due to the fact that we didn't have, due to the fact that we didn't have uh, Exotica in 2021, like 2020, you know, 2020 due to Corona. Mm -hmm. I think their timing was a little off, just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think the Christmas thing was kind of a, it was tough because, you know, they could have did, you know, they could have moved one show back, but then if they'd have moved the show back, they don't know if it was going to actually open up because we're slowly opening back up. Things are slowly opening back up, but we're just taking our precautions. People are vaccinated now. I just think that this one was kind of tough. And it's going to be because you're going to miss out on a lot of people you could have had the opportunity to see in other events because this one is so close to a holiday that, you know, America cherishes so heavily. And there's so many that, I mean, they did them. They had to get it in 2021 to make it a 2021 event, but they were so back to back for me. And like Alfonso was saying, you have to pay for all this. It's very expensive to do all these trips. And when you're going back to back to back, it's just ready. Yeah, it's a lot. And, what about- yeah, and, I think the, and I think the one thing that should change with Exotica, and I know a lot of people are going to give me flack about it, but I think the performers, the actual performers, should not have to pay to be there. Now, if you have a booth, that's different. But performers coming to actually network, we shouldn't have to pay to be there because our fans come to see us. Yeah. Right. And if I'm on the yeah. floor walking around, and if I'm on the floor walking around, I'm giving my fans an opportunity to see me. But and I think that that's one of the things that they should change. And I still think you should be on the poster or on the the placard for Alfonso Lays is going to be there. May not have a booth, or he may you know stop by so and so's booth, but still give you the publicity that says you're going to be there. But, but yes. the problem is, and as we all know in the industry, how many flakes we have, so many say they're going to show up. They're on the flyer. Um, you know, the Exotica will put it up there, and then they don't show up, and then you've got angry fans. Because I did talk to Dan about, or it wasn't Dan, it was someone else, but through Exotica, and they explained to me why they don't do that anymore. Right. Because it's almost like you're advertising they will be there, and yes, when they're not... It, it's livid because there's a lot of fans that pay to see us and yeah. I, I can understand the frustration yeah but the incentive of us doing this of what we do to create the fantasy to create something memorable i think that's a little bit more important than just worrying about the small things that can be fixed because if one big one doesn't show the other big one will show True. and i i felt that way with a certain person that only went to Exotica to sit on her table and have about four pictures taken and left. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, had, had, I, had I been a big one, I had a poster for her to sign, or three, I had three posters for her to sign. Um, pissed. I was pissed at, New, at uh, Miami when she was a no-show, and there were reports that she was only 20 minutes away. And so... Um, I, just frustrating as hell you know it's like a it's like a baseball autograph card show no different i mean (laughs) and all of a sudden they've got names scratched out it's like ah man they're not going to be here you know i went to the hollywood show in chicago once jenna jameson was supposed to be there 
I had a shitload of Jenna stuff. Well, and packed that all in and took that home unsigned. And, and <clears throat> even with our little um, uh, Christmas party or a, a, a little pizza party we had a couple weeks ago in um, uh, North Hollywood, I was expecting a few more people. And, and uh, I wasn't invited. <laughs> I wasn't. We had. Um, I know. We, we just had this many people show up. I'm glad they, they showed up. <clears throat> the ones who were there were the ones who were there. Um, but uh, I had I had 20 people on the list. And then all of a sudden, the, the bad thing that happened and kind of gave me a bad taste in my mouth <clears throat> was somebody who wasn't even on the list says, I'm coming and I'm inviting seven other people. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I, I ain't paying for that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm a nice I guy. But that. Wait, this is part three, too? Oh, my oh. God. We missed something. That was the upsetting part was all of a sudden somebody was going to invite people I didn't know or wasn't a little part of the group that we had, and that was just kind of discouraging. But anyway, the folks we had there were the folks that were appreciative, and uh, it was it was great, and Herschel got his double sausage. That's the <laughs> one my double sausage. Oh, Herschel. Yeah, <laughs> he... We had, uh, let's see if I can bring that back up. <clears throat> we had, Herschel and I had uh, uh, four meals, the whole, I, we had, uh, there he is. Um, there's oh, Georgina. I'll go through these again for those oh. of you. Christy and I had two brunches and a supper together. There's Debbie Revenge. I had to go to get some Pink's Hot Dogs. There's Herschel on uh, Pink's Hot Dogs. Wait a minute. Were those jalapenos on there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I like <laughs> oh it to burn. God. I like Ooh. it to burn on the way out, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I, I wouldn't want to be your toilet seat the next morning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's Herschel waving goodbye to everybody. Hi, Herschel. Um, and then there's us on the way home. But I, I had a lot of stuff that did get yeah, signed. I that guy. Oh, um, yeah, you got some stuff there. Eric Edwards signed some stuff, and Alan Adrian, and uh, Georgina, Eric Edwards. So I had plenty. And then this is kind of my pride and joy that we're taking around. Uh, anybody who was in the business before, uh, in 1992 or before, gets to sign this poster. Because that's when the uh, Adult Film Industry Association of America was, uh, was in business. And so... Is that still around? No, mm -hmm. no. It ended in 92. No. Yeah. It was replaced by AVN. And uh, there's right at the top, Richard Pacheco, right at the top. Huh? Yeah. So Nice. But, uh, yeah, so we we start out with a good good time, Herschel, at the Italian restaurant. <laughs> you got to get some fucking lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> That's and, her. <laughs> and then we met Christy for lunch, and she gave us a ride back to our motel. Um, which is the world's shittiest Super 8, but we got a night free, and we just love it. <laughs> anyway, like I said before, her car is so small, it's like a monkey fucking a football. Um, <laughs> my wife had to lay diagonally in the back seat. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. A monkey fucking a football? Yeah. Oh, my God. Home run. You can Home run. Classic. Uh, and then we had to go to uh, <laughs> we had, uh, Detroit-style pizza cooked at a uh, Vietnamese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best. Welcome to LA. 
So, well, the kind of with the flies and the bullet holes in the windows. <laughs> yeah, then we, uh, then we stopped by uh, Amante's and saw um, uh, Rob Spallone. He's kind of the, the head nuts there. He's the wheeler and the dealer. I said that he was like the P.T. Barnum of restaurant industry. He's got, he's got the world's tallest midget, the world's shortest giant. I mean, <laughs> anything he wants to put in, mean, he promotes it all. And, uh, nice. Alan Adrian was, I uh, stopped by his place. Uh, Alan is smiling there in that photo. And he's got a uh, long jean silver shirt on. Mm-hmm. We went to breakfast there, brunch. Met up with a couple of guys in the group. There's Charles, who was uh, here a lot, and then uh, John uh, as well. And then uh, Christy at her place for the, the uh, Zoom show last week. She signed a few things. Baseball, some naked pictures, and there's <laughs> Eric Edwards looking good. Christy and my wife. Herschel signed the photo he hates. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> yeah. He's a uh, uh, I had a uh, guy who was gay wanted a photo of Herschel, and he he wanted that, that one, and so Herschel's inscription was. Uh, to Boyd, keep pumping, Herschel Savage. Oh, gosh. <laughs> there he is, waving to everybody. He still has Hampton weather on his, his uh, cell phone, so he's. I hope someday you can come back to Hampton. Uh, there's Erica Ryko, and there's uh, Erica and Christy, and the gang. So anyway, we had a, we had a fun time. So uh, great time there. Awesome. So, Alfonso, anything else we want to talk about? When does when does season two? You've got season one in the can. You're you're going to be working on that. When does season two develop, and when are we going to go with that? Ah, uh, so um, after season one, like I said, you have the cosplay Ranger Dick Slanger movie, and then um, <laughs> and then a week after a week after the cosplay Ranger movie comes out. Um, we're going to be working on season two called Entitled. Ooh. Ooh. Season two. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? We Carla, should work that out. Are you, uh, not, are you participating in that one? Are you entitled? No, Alfonso. Am I participating in that one? <laughs> well, uh, for season two, we have to we have to get it together to figure out if, uh, you know, if me and you have the right amount of time. I mean, it's because season two, season two is going to come out in January. Like um, probably late January, <laughs> probably late January, early February. So we're going to work it out. Um, you know, me I'm and, still uh, on the waiting list. <laughs> <laughs> so me and my, me and my, uh, me and my, uh, PA slash PR, uh, miss, uh, Lily Craven has had the opportunity to meet unique Leo. Yes. Amazing person, very down to earth. So me and her are putting the schedule together for season two. And um, we're going to be scheduling our shoots for the young ladies that are going to be part of Entitled. And we're going to roll right from season two until our next movie. Our next movie is going to be Dickmonger. And then we're going to go right into season three. So we, we have a game plan for the year of how we're planning on shooting and what we're shooting and how we're shooting it. Because if you don't schedule these things and do them right and you're just rushing, things don't never get done right when you're rushing. So. Um, as long as we plan these things out right, you guys are going to get not only an amazing movie with Dick Slanger 
but you're going to get an amazing season two. I promise you, season two is going to be just as good as season one. Yeah, you, you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I mean, that's just yeah. uh, um, the seven P's uh, come to mind. Uh, uh, proper prior planning prevents piss poor performance. Oh, yes. Wow. <laughs> Say that ten times, Patrick. Yes. Yeah. Say it again, uh, Patrick. Proper. <laughs> I'm still, Richard's still back on a monkey fucking a football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Y'all crack me up. <laughs> Artrell, anything else you want to add? Um. Oh yeah, Alfonso. Yes. Would you ever like be in mainstream productions? Like you know, you know how like Sylvester Stallone went from like. I don't know what that movie was called. It was something that Kitty's Farm to like being a mainstream action movie star. Honestly, if the opportunity presents itself, I'll jump. But I'll keep my production company and we'll just transition to another male talent. And, you know, we'll probably bring on a few ladies because then I'll be financially strong enough to be capable to manage Pornbread the way I want to. But Pornbread is more of a full company. It's pretty much an entity because there's so many different things that I, as a talent myself, provide. And there's so many different things that Unique Leo provides herself. So we, um, we, we're open to opportunities and options. I mean, that's even the same with the record companies. I mean, like, if they really want to pull me in, I mean, like, this will be the third go-round. We'll work it out. But this time, they're going to have to come with 80-20 because I've been screwed twice. So they're going to have to come with 80-20. And I'm five albums in, and I'm almost on my sixth album. I'm pretty much finishing up my sixth album as we speak. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's, I mean, that sounds awesome. I think you've got a good head on your shoulders. Yep. I think you've got planning down to a T. I think with, uh, with Lily helping you out a little bit and Coraline, of course, on the waiting list. <laughs> <laughs> the runway <laughs> i don't know did you ever know that i had an album come out really yes I really had, uh, yeah oh yeah. are you fucking with us no yeah, let, let, me, um, let me see if i can bring it up oh, please do um, please do i was about to go log off and cook dinner but now i'm waiting is this, a uh, is this music this is actual music i believe oh i thought it was a porn video <laughs> oh, well 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 it, you know, <clears throat> everything's a classic once it's put together right. Yeah. <laughs> so we had this bar back in the day um, called the Cozy Corner. And we met there every Wednesday night. We did karaoke. <clears throat> and I had a reserved spot at the middle of the bar. It was uh, reserved every week for Patrick. And uh, on Wednesday nights, and we get done with work, we would go and we would... Uh, do karaoke anyway so i took all the favorite songs everybody liked and i made a karaoke cd out of it and they they put it on the jukebox at the bar oh let me hear it and uh, well <clears throat> <laughs> this is the uh this was the album cover <clears throat> a super series <laughs> live at the coast uh -huh. okay yeah and then uh Excuse me. That was that was the back side of um of the of the album cover or the CD. Okay. Yeah. So now uh, we want to hear one song. Okay. Uh, 
I'm so excited. Wow. I mean, like, that's awesome. Is this real? All <laughs> <laughs> right. Awesome. You never sang to me before. Oh. Well, nobody ever sang to any of us. <clears throat> uh, let's see if I can bring up. Uh, let's see. He's, this is serious. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Hidden talents, I tell yeah. you. Yeah, let me. When I get on video, you're all going to show your hidden talents. <laughs> yeah, let's. Um... Yeah. So I guess me and Jewel are going to open up our scene with the music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to have some. Some there you go. You there you go. Patrick on karaoke music. <laughs> I, I don't know how I can get it to play from, from Zoom on to. Oh, yeah. Really? Zoom's different. Yeah. You're going to have to send all of us then a link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. WeTransfer.com. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We need, we need and then I'm going to see my bootleg CD out there that I earned all that money from. <laughs> and I, all my family and friends got to buy one for five bucks. But yeah, it was on two different jukeboxes on the north end of Mason City, and. But if you, you if they paid for it, that must mean it was good. I think it was probably sympathy. <laughs> but no, I, I I won a couple contests in North Iowa. Some of the. Have to let us hear one song at some point somewhere. Yeah, if I could, if I could at least. Were you singing Karen Carpenter and stuff? No, no, I was not. Singing. Was the My Way Paul Anka's My Way? It was Elvis's My Way. Oh. Oh. Ah, okay. Oh, let's see if I can. That's awesome. Let's see if I can. I got to hear that. Play with, uh... This is a must. I'm going to have hey. a whole. Let's see if I can do this real quick and see if it works. <laughs> that is so awesome. You're coming on about this album on my show. We're going to have phone sex, and then you're going to be singing to me. You hear those? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to sing now. <laughs> Take away, Patrick. You hear that? Yeah. Patrick! Carlin's getting wet over there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's... I that's, like it! That's some Eddie, Eddie Rabbit. I was about talent. So, yeah, so... No, get yeah. All, you were serious. That's awesome. Yeah, so anyway, that was from my album, Almost Live at the Cozy. I like that's it. Awesome. And then I, I was going to do another one called Too Much Monkey Business. It was called Monkey Business. I never got around to it, so... <laughs> <laughs> monkey and footballs instead, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Monkeys and footballs. Now you got to do it. You got to do it. <laughs> yeah, my next young man, Patrick. So, Alfonso, of course, certainly want to um, thank you very much for for filling in. I had, I had somebody that never got back to me, and we'll get them back. It's uh, <clears throat> no big deal. But with last week's travel and this week, um, it just didn't work out. But I hope that you certainly, uh, like I said. We'll, we'll get you a copy of this. You use any part you want. And uh, and we all wish you the very, very best. Yes. Thank, thank you, so you. Much. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. I want to say thank you to Miss Lily for coming in. Uh, kind of short notice. I want to say thank you to Caroline. I want to say thank you to everyone because, you know, this is an uh, industry of people that all are part of a community. And we have love yes. for everyone. So. Yes. 
Okay. Well, that's uh, going to be a wrap for this week on JizzTalking.com. Don't forget, you can find us on Twitter at JizzTalking. We'll see you next week with our DC preview show. Take care. <laughs>